Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. But I want you to know, no matter how important you are, and you are very, very, very important. You've got a lot of people needing you and calling you and, and this and that, but do not forsake your time of prayer because remember as a general rule, you can only give people what you have. And how do you give them the peace that they need, the love they need, the joy that they need, the wisdom that they need? You're gonna have to get it self, you get it yourself from Father and you get it from Him during the time of prayer and communion with Him. So if you have not received from Him, you're giving people something out of an empty tank. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Welcome back, everybody, to another midweek service right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. I'm having a great time, and I pray that you are, too. We've been in a series for the last few weeks, or should I say a couple of months now, I believe, entitled The Miracle Man. Jesus is the Miracle Man. We've been looking at the miracles of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, starting there in the book of John and using the book of John as a as, as our foundation to springboard into the miracles of Christ. Now, this is part number eight today. So if you have not heard parts uh, seven, six, five, four, three, two, or one, you can go to our website at kingdomrock.org and watch them all. Or you may be on Roku. Well, you know the entire series is there on our Roku channel. So thank you guys for listening. Or you may be on YouTube. Well, the series is there as well. So wherever you are, if you're listening, chances are it's on the platform that you're listening to now. Whether you're listening to us on a podcast as well, it's there. Radio station, you're going to have to go and research. So just go to our website at kingdomrock.org and check us out. All right. I want you to catch up with us. All right. This is part number eight, and I'm excited to be with you. This is a part, two, even though it's part eight in the series, this is part two of the message we started on last week, uh, the storm walker. This is when Jesus is walking on the sea, and we've been learning a good bit about this. So uh, we're going to start this time where we left off in the book of Mark. Mark, the sixth chapter. Last time, of course, we, we used Book of John, of course, as our springboard. And, and we came over to Mark because Mark gives us some more information. So uh, the reference in John is John, the sixth chapter. And now we're in Mark, Mark the sixth chapter. And I'm just going to uh, begin to read it just a little bit more. And then we'll go ahead and go over to the book of Matthew and talk a little bit further. All right. Let's try. Let's go. All right, Mark, the sixth chapter, verse 45 through 51. And it says this, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he was and rather, and he alone on the land. Verse 48. And he saw them toiling and rowing. Okay, we talked about that last time, right? The definition of toiling. He saw them struggling. Jesus saw them struggling. Remember the word uh, toil here? Remember, it means testing. We talked about that last time. As a matter of fact, let's pull, pull, pull that definition back up there. 
It means testing, testing the metal of something, usually with a touchstone, right? And it also means uh, to apply, rather to question by applying torture. There were questions that, that were being revealed here. It also means uh, to vex with grievous pains of body or mind to torment, to torment. Oh, that's something, isn't it? And this last definition, we didn't get that last week. This last definition was to be harassed or distressed. All right. So let's go from that. This is so wonderful. Or there's really one more definition, which really is in this verse here. It means of those who are at sea are struggling with a headwind, oh, which is which is true. That's here. They were struggling with a headwind. All right. But the all the other definitions also apply to this as well. It applies to us today greatly because you may be at home or at work and you're not struggling with a headwind, you know, with physical wind blowing <laughs> at you, but you may be harassed, right? There may be some harassments there and you may be in distress. So let's look back now at, uh, at Mark. This is wonderful. Mark, uh, and Mark 6, 48, it says, and he saw them toiling or Jesus saw them being harassed. Now, what did God do once he saw them being harassed? What did Jesus do when he saw them struggling, when he saw them toiling? Let's look. It says, and he saw them toiling and rowing for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them. He saw you struggling. And Jesus says, you know what? Hold on. I'm coming. I love that. All right. Let's go back and finish reading. And in, and about the fourth watch of the night or about between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Side point. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night between 3 and 6 a.m.? You know, that's the time really of great spiritual warfare. You know, that's the time. If you get up between those times, three and six, now unintended by an alarm clock, maybe got to work, nothing like that. If you, every once in a while, you wake up between three and 6 a.m., that's the time of warfare. That's the time for you to rise and pray. Even if, if it's for five minutes, whatever it is, pray. And you pray, pray over yourself and your family. You plead the precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's a time of warfare. So, all right, just thought I'd bring that, bring that to you. All right. So again, during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus uh, cometh unto them walking upon the sea. And the Bible says, and would have passed them by. I'm coming to you. But he's going to, he said, he, the Bible says he would have passed them by. Now, this is very strange, isn't it? I'm coming to you. But if you don't say anything, I may just walk on by you. Of course, his intent was to see the disciples and for them to see him and when they saw him, he knew that they would cry out. He knew it. So praise God. This is wonderful. He won't let, he won't. Uh, there's a song. Uh, what, While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. You know, okay, I'm not a singer, but you got what I'm saying to you, right? All right. So he's not going to pass them by. His intent was them, for them to see him in another way, in another dimension. This is awesome. All right, let's look at verse 49. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. Ah, right. 
for they saw for for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And when, rather, verse 51, and he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered, and wondered. Now, let's go, we're going to get further into that. Uh, let's go now into the book of Matthew. Matthew, Matthew gives us a strong picture here uh, of this account. And this is when we actually see Peter walking on the water. I know some of you are waiting on that. Well, Matthew brings it out when Peter joins Jesus on the water. So it, Matthew gives us a, an even rounder picture of what's happening. So let's go ahead and read Matthew 2. All right. So Matthew 14, verse 22 through uh, 33. And it says this, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitude away, multitudes away. All right. Verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. Remember we talked about that last time? Uh, he has to go get refreshed. And my friend, I'm telling you, I know you're important and I know you've got a lot of things to do. And I know you got a lot of people pulling on you, but you cannot forsake the time of prayer of your communion with father. Do not forsake it. So if we see nothing else tonight and we're going to see a lot of stuff, but I want you to know no matter how important you are and you are very, very, very important. You've got a lot of people needing you and calling you and, and this and that. But do not forsake your time of prayer, because remember, as a general rule, a general, a general rule, you can only give people what you have. And how do you give them the peace that they need, the love they need, the joy that they need, the wisdom that they need? You're going to have to get it self. You get it yourself from father and you get it from him during the time of prayer and communion with him. So if you have not received from him, you're giving people something out of an empty tank. And you can only do that for so long before you reach burnout. All right. So don't forsake that time with father. I know they need you, but you need to get to father first and commune with him first so that you can have something to give to them. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's go on further. All right. Look at uh, verse number um, 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. For the wind was contrary. All right. We talked about those contrary winds there in the book of Mark. The wind was contrary unto them. All right. Let's go on a little bit further. Verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Verse 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out, for fear. Now, listen, look at this. Let me, let's read one more. Verse 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Now, scripture says they all saw Jesus. Well, they'd seen Jesus before, right? I mean, they walk with him every day. Surely they've seen Jesus, but they've never seen Jesus like this. And it terrified them. Terrified them. They didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize his appearance, but they did recognize his voice. Oh, my goodness, that makes me want to shout. They didn't recognize 
his appearance, but they did his voice. They recognized him through his voice and they heard his word and responded to it. Let's look on, let's look on a little bit further here. Verse 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if, I love that, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. In other words, I'm not really sure that this is you. I hear your voice. That leads me to ask you or to declare this. If that's you, let me come unto you on the water. I, didn't, I don't recognize you like this. They've never seen Jesus like this, and it, it terrified them, right? Jesus was showing them another part of himself. I am master of the storm. What they toiled in, he was the master of. Hallelujah. Isn't that something? He was teaching them by example to become a master of the storm. Boys, you can do what I'm doing. You can do what I'm doing. You can overcome this storm. Now, Jesus was here again. He was walking, walking on the sea that was so violent, walking in the same direction. This uh, this uh, strong headwind that was pushing him, pushing them back was offering him no trouble whatsoever, no resistance whatsoever. Isn't that awesome? That's some great stuff. Hallelujah. What was, again, what was offensive to them offered no problem whatsoever to Christ. This is awesome. He was teaching them by way of example. Some things have to be modeled. They have to be modeled before others to see. You know, you have a good example before you, a mentor, a parent, right? Or someone that you, a colleague that you greatly respect. When you look into their life and you see them doing it, you receive some form of impartation, right? Now, let me give you another gener gener general rule. My goodness. Mwah, mwah. Another general rule. You will, or should I say, you can teach what you know, but you will impart what you are. Hmm? Teach what you know, but you will impart what you are. Another saying is, what you, uh, what you do speak so loud, I can barely hear a word that you're saying. Your example speaks volumes. And what is Jesus telling them here? The, yes, boys, you're struggling, you're tormented, you have questions, and in all, in all that distress, what am I doing? I'm walking on it as if I'm just having a nightly stroll. And this is what he's bringing his disciples into the next reality. He's showing them the next level of ministry, the next level. Because listen, he couldn't, he couldn't show them this until they were in that type of situation. This situation of stress, of torment, of distress is allowing them to see him in another way, in another dimension. And as they capture that, they'll also be brought up to another dimension. Isn't that wonderful? That's glorious, man. I'm telling you. All right. Peter catches a hold of this. I want you to see this. And look at verse 28. Peter and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. Jesus said, come on. Listen. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. The only other person that we know about that has ever done this, he walked on the problem. Peter became a storm walker. Isn't that awesome? But we know some other things happen here. Let's look on as we begin to close. Verse uh, 30 says, but when he saw the wind boisterous, 
uh, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, or rather he cried saying, Lord, save me. Now, Peter tried to walk in an anointing. He tried to walk in, uh, in an atmosphere. He tried to walk in an, in an anointing and an atmosphere um, that he wasn't really prepared for, right? He had enough faith to get there. And as long as he kept his faith targeted or directed on Christ, he had no problem. He walked on the water with little faith. And little faith that is directed at Christ becomes really big faith, right? It makes you do the impossible or helps you do the impossible. But when Peter redirected his faith on the, on the environment, the environment said, you're not supposed to do this. This is not good. You're not going to get this loan. This is not going to work out for you. You're not going to get this job. You're going to have a terrible test result. When Peter began to look at the environment and, the, and look at, at the atmosphere, he lost his faith. And as a result, he began to sink straight on down. And don't we do that from time to time? We try to get encouragement from the environment. Right. Uh, I know as pastors, as as ministry leaders, you know, we try. I'm speaking in front of a of a live audience. Sometimes it's good to hear people say, amen, amen, amen. But of course, I I'm in the studio right now. There's my son is in the back. Thank God for my son, Nicholas. He's there uh, with the recording equipment and all of that. But there's no one else here with us right now. So I have no one uh, in the audience seating area to say, amen, amen. Preach on, Pastor. Preach, preach. I have no one there. What am I doing? My focus is on Christ alone. But it is easy to try to draw strength from other people. It's good to feel a pat on the back every once in a while. It's good to know that you're doing well when you get celebrated by people, but sometimes the environment is not conducive for that type of celebration. Sometimes you're not going to get a good doctor's report. You're not going to get a good answer from the banker or from the, from, or from the accountant that would tell you everything is favorable and you're good. Sometimes you're going to have to continue to lean or direct your faith to God regardless of what's going on around you. Oh my Jesus, the Lord is talking to somebody. Hallelujah. Well, as long as your faith is directed to him, you're going to succeed and you're going to walk on that water. But if it gets redirected, and we tend to do that from time to time, if it gets redirected, we'll begin to sink. No matter, just redirect your attention back on him. When you feel yourself sinking, then redirect your focus on Christ. Now, how do we know that Peter did that? Let's read on. Look at verse 25, rather uh, verse 31. It says, and immediately... Well, I'm starting in verse 30. I apologize. Verse 30, it says, but when he saw the wind bolsterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. So he redirected his faith, right? At first he was looking at Jesus and he's walking. But then he started looking at other things, redirecting his faith. As he began to sink, he began to redirect once again back to Jesus and call out to Jesus. Jesus, save me. And, you know, I, I love that prayer, that two that two word prayer. No, Jesus, save me. That three word prayer. Right. And the Lord answered and responded to that. Uh, so Peter didn't go into some, you know, somewhere and start. Oh, father in heaven. Oh, gracious God. Oh, and use big falutin, highfalutin words. No, three words. Jesus, save me. 
And the Lord responded. And look at verse 20, look, verse 31. My goodness, verse 31 says, And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Look at verse 32. And when they were come into the ship, so they both walked together and got in the boat together. Isn't that awesome? I'm telling you that that's wonderful. So to say that Peter was his uh, faith was directed to Jesus when Jesus got him up and they both walked together. I mean, he he was really directed. He was right there with the Lord. They both walked together and they got to the ship. And it says here. And when they were come unto the ship, I love that when they were come. So they both walked together when they were coming to the ship. The wind ceased. Testing time is over. (laughs) The Lord allowed the wind to come to ascertain strength. Now, so Peter saw something in himself that he'd never seen before. The other disciples saw this. They all saw Jesus in a way that they'd never seen him before. They'd never been through this before. They were terrified one moment and full of joy the next moment and full of awe the next moment after that. This is wonderful. And when Jesus and Peter, they got into the ship, the wind stopped, ceased, test period over, buzzer, that's it. Now there's promotion. There's promotion. This is awesome. Now look at verse 33. He says, then they were Rather, then they that were in the ship came and worshiped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Wow, Jesus. Wow. And that's what you're going to say, too. As you keep your focus on the Lord, he's going to show you who he is. He didn't make the sickness come. But when he heals you, you know that he's God. He didn't make this trouble come. You know, troubles come whether you are saved or unsaved, whether you love Jesus or whether you hate Jesus. Troubles come to everybody. Troubles happen. It's part of this life. Whether you're saved or unsaved, you will get rained on. Whether you're saved or unsaved, when it's hot outside, you'll be hot and sweat. Troubles come. Troubles come. But the point is, how will you endure it and how will you become better from it or better by it? Some people don't endure the storm. Some people are washed away by the storm. And others, we have the surety of God's word, will be able to stand the tests of the storm and see God in a greater way. Remember, Jesus talked about uh, two men that built a house upon um, two men that built a house. One built his house upon the sand and the other built his house upon rock. Well, he's saying that those who built their houses on sand are those who they heard the word, but they ignored it. They didn't do it. But those who heard his word and put his word in practice, they did it where their their houses were built on stone, on a rock. And when the winds came, blew on both houses, the floods came, rain, flood came and, and happened to both houses. But only one house stood the test. The one that was founded upon a rock. Praise God. Storms come. Storms come to everybody. Hard times come to everybody. But the one that is in, but the one that endures to the end, that one's going to be saved. And you can endure this troubled time that you're going through now, looking to Jesus. Direct your faith on him and not in the circumstances. And you too can be that storm walker. Woo-hoo. 
Praise Jesus. I'm excited. Well, that's ending uh, this miracle. We're going to come back on next week and do some more. And I, I love it. And I pray that you are enjoying this too. We love you, Jesus. We love you, love you, love you, Lord. So we're going to pray in just a minute. I want to pray God's uh, blessing over your life that you too can be the storm walker. Uh, this is awesome. But first, I want to tell you uh, to hear tonight's message and um, to watch it, of course, is available on our website at kingdomrock.org. And you can find many other resources there on our website. And as well, when you're there, click on the contact button. I would love to uh, dialogue with you. Let me know where you're from and, and any uh, prayer requests that you may have. Send them, send them, send them. I love to pray with you. Our prayer team prays with you uh, every Sunday before we have church services here. We pray and I print those out and, uh, and we pray. We pray over those prayer requests. So you're not alone. Amen. Amen. And amen. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for your beloved that is listening and watching right now from all around the world. Lord, I pray for the grace that you will give them uh, to be that storm walker, to keep their eyes and their attention, their faith directed to Jesus and not on the elements around them. But Lord, I do pray that when our attention is redirected, um, that our faith won't fail and that you will pick us up, you will hear our prayer and that you will save us out of that situation and that we will walk together and uh, into a greater level of faith, greater level of anointing and grace with you. Lord, we love you so much and we thank you for being so faithful. And we give you praise tonight. I pray you bless my friend in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Well, that's it for tonight. I look forward to being back with you on next week. Woo, woo, woo. Can you, can I get a woo, woo? There you go. Praise God. We're going to have a great time. So I'll see you on the next time. Love you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.